we as a culture tend to really believe that somebody else can make us feel something. We really believe that love is something that can be given or taken away, almost like a piece of Tupperware. But of course, that isn't really what's going on. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on wherever you find yourself in the world today. I'm nestled in Amsterdam. My name is Amy Leo, and you're listening to What We Should Have Learned in School. Now, today's episode is going to discuss one of my absolutely favorite topics, relationships and love, 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 love. This is definitely one area, aside from money and work, where I see people get really stuck. So to dive into this topic, I want to share a story. I was speaking with a friend of mine last week, and she was babysitting her young nephews. And one of them looked at her right in the eyes, deadpan, and said, I can't finish my dinner because my socks are on. Now, You may be a little confused by hearing that, thinking, what? How is that child drawing a conclusion between whether or not he can finish his dinner with whether or not his socks are on? And before you get all high and mighty, I really want to invite you to explore the fact that as adults, we do the same thing all the time. We create causation where there is none. And yet, when we make these absurd claims in regards to money or work or love and relationships, most people back us up because somehow we sound more adult or more mature than that young child who wouldn't finish his dinner because his socks were on. Oh, if so-and-so doesn't text me back within five minutes of seeing the message, then he or she doesn't love me. Well, F him. You know, I mean, (laughs) we just get crazy. We get so emotional and so illogical. One of the biggest ways that I see human beings delude themselves in the area of love and relationships is that we as a culture tend to really believe that somebody else can make us feel something. We really believe that love is something that can be given or taken away, almost like a piece of Tupperware. But of course, that isn't really what's going on. Because love is not a tangible object like a piece of Tupperware. It's an energy. It's a feeling. And feelings are only ever generated by thought and consciousness. A feeling is only ever created internally. There may be an argument running through your head, well, you know, Amy, what about sex? 
certainly that makes us feel something. So yeah, there's no doubt when we hug another person, kiss, or are intimate with another person that a flood of feel-good hormones courses through our body. No question about that. And that's happening internally. We find that the rush from these activities varies from partner to partner. And more importantly, our experience varies even when we're with the same partner. There may be times where you just feel over the moon and incredibly in love and really enjoying the rush of that physical sensation. But there are times when you're with the same partner in which you have sex or kiss or hug and it may not feel as magical. Now we're on to this a bit that there are days where we feel incredibly in love with our partner and there are days when we wish we could jump ship and go find someone else because we think the grass will be greener. So to make up for that discrepancy, we have a cultural habit of then blaming the partner's behavior for why we do or do not feel loved. There is a huge problem with this. Behavior is incredibly subjective. So I'll share a story of a colleague. When she was first dating her now husband, he would leave all of these crinkled up papers and tissues all over the house. And when she would find them, she would feel a warm sensation. She would think, oh, oh, he left this around. And she would think all these fond feelings about him how much she was falling in love with him. Nowadays, as she reports, when she finds those crinkled up pieces of paper and the tissues all over the house, the more common reaction these days is for her to kind of uh, roll her eyes and think, God, that man never cleans up after himself. It's so disrespectful. Ba, 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 ba. Now, again, the behavior her husband leaving those pieces of paper around the house stayed the same, but her reaction changed. Another example I like to give is imagine you see a mother and a child at the park. All of a sudden, you see the mother slap the child in the face. When I ask people what they think of the mother, I usually get a response similar to, well, I think she's a bad mother. But what if you found out that the mother was swiping off a poisonous spider that was on the child's cheek? All of a sudden, with context, people's reactions, people's opinions of the mother's behavior, and therefore what they think of the mother as a person, changes. Again, think of how often we create these faulty associations. Your partner leaves dishes in the sink, even though you've told him or her a thousand times, it seems, to put the dishes in the dishwasher. Commonly, when I speak with people, they take that really personally. They think that this is a sign that their partner doesn't respect them, doesn't listen to them. They say to me, why would I be with someone like that? And that completely bypasses the fact that most likely your partner isn't leaving dishes in the sink out of spite. They're not trying to be vengeful. 
they literally live in a separate reality from you based on their own priorities of what's important, based on their own history of experience. And so more often than not, it probably honestly just doesn't occur to the partner to put the dishes in the dishwasher. Their mind is running on all the other things that they've got to do for that day. So you can see that that misunderstanding, though, could really start to plant the seeds for resentment in a relationship. That's why when I read a lot of these tips and techniques on, you know, getting the love you deserve and all these other ideologies where the content is really trying to get you to get your loved one to behave in a certain way so then you can feel better. That isn't love. That's manipulation. When each of us start to wake up to the fact that the world truly does not revolve around us, I know we were supposed to learn that lesson as kids, but we don't. We get lost. Unintentionally so, innocently so, because our experience of the world feels so real to us, so we think that it is absolutely true. But our experience of the world can never be 100% objective. It can't. It's impossible. Think of the fact that we are physical beings, that our brains are sitting in a dark amphitheater in our skull. They have no direct contact with the world. They rely on the signals that they receive from the body and they make interpretations. And it's also been demonstrated scientifically that literally when we have strong belief systems about something, it makes us blind to picking up certain happenings in our environment. There's a wonderful short study on this that will be linked in the show notes below. There's also a really great podcast by a guy named David McRaney called You Are Not So Smart. He also has a couple of books. But the great thing in looking in this direction Realizing the truth of the fact that each and every one of us delude ourselves every day, that each and every one of us is biased and living in our own reality, but mistaking it for the ultimate truth of what's going on. That awareness opens up a huge space within relationships. It makes being compassionate a much more natural and effortless experience because it's rooted in understanding. Blaming your partner for how you feel no longer makes sense. Now that doesn't mean there aren't times where you will set boundaries or be clear about certain expectations or values that are important to you. But that is a totally different conversation when you don't see the other person as someone that can give or take away love from you. This is a huge area. There's no way that we can do it justice in such a small podcast. But at least beginning to explore some of the ideas that I've been talking about. Explore the cause and effect for yourself. Explore, even consider the fact that you may be biased and that your way actually isn't the right way. It isn't the only way. And see what happens. In the next episode, we're going to talk about a simple but effective action 
that can save relationships. I've seen it happen many times, saving people from getting divorced or breaking up. And it also could enhance your career reputation. Again, I'm Amy Leo. You can learn more about me and the work I'm up to in this wild, wild world at amyleo.com. Until next time, take care, stay curious, and keep rocking.